Welcome to the This Week in Golf podcast, and this week we'll be covering the PGA and live. See where the state of everybody is at. So let's start with the PGA Tour, and the PGA Tour just wrapped up the Zurich Classic, which was the two-man event in Louisiana, New Orleans, and this format is pretty pretty different. It's the only two-man format on the tour that the tour runs, and it is Thursday, best ball. Friday, uh, switch shots. What do they call that? Um, every other shot. Forget the name. Friday best ball, or excuse me, Saturday best ball. And then Sunday, alternate shot. Alternate shot is what it is. So the winners of that tournament was Nick Hardy and Davis Riley. And not only did they win the tournament, but they set a tournament record of 30 under par. The previous record was 28 under par. They put up a score of 30 under par, and very impressive one as well because, you know, most for the most part on the best ball is when most of these teams are making the best scores. And then on the alternate, the days of alternate shots, they're a few under par, but not as much. But um, Nick Hardy and Davis Riley were, um, they shot 65 on the final day. And then in particular on the back nine, they had, they birdied four of the last six holes. And they finished quite a bit ahead of, of all the lead groups. So they were probably about 45 minutes to an hour finished uh, while the leaders were still on the course. So they put up the score. Well, the score they put up was was two strokes ahead. And then nobody could catch them coming down the stretch. And the closest um, team to that was Adam Hadwin and Nick Taylor. And they shot 28 under par. They did have seven consecutive birdies. So it's not like they played bad. They just couldn't overcome the great play of uh, Hardy and Riley. So along with the win for Hardy and Riley, it is their first PGA Tour win. So some people can talk some smack and say, oh, it was a team event or whatever. Regardless, they get the win. They get their first PGA Tour win. They get uh, the two-year exemption onto the tour. They get to go to the Tour Championship Series. Uh, the players, so all the good things that come along with winning a PGA tournament. So congratulations to them. If you listened in last week, my pick was Harris English and Todd Tom Hoagie, and they were doing pretty well until the final round, and then they fell off, so I was incorrect. And then just a couple other notable teams was uh, Wyndham Clark and Bo Hostler. And they were they were the lead group going into Sunday, but they bogeyed a couple early and really were never able to recover. And then last year's champions were Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley. And they couldn't really ever get it going either, but they were they were there. They were 26 under, so they, it's not like they played horribly. Um, so they were still there. This week, we are in Mexico for the Mexican Open, Mexico Open. And... It's not an elevated event. However, the number one player in the world, John Rahm, is playing in the tournament. And then the next highest ranked player below Rahm is Tony Finau. I think he's 16 or 17 at this point in time. So the field is not the, the typically typical stacked field you would see 
for an elevated PGA Tour event. But again, some of these guys have never won before. They're trying to, you know, get higher status on the tour, get invited to the elevated events in the future, have an opportunity here. So this is this is a good opportunity for him. And a lot of times, again, some commentators talk some smack as far as like when these when these um, lower ranked players win a tournament where the top ranked players are not there as if there's some, you know, they're throwing some shade on it. Like, oh, they won, but they didn't win at an elevated event. Whatever. They won. And I guess if someone wins that's, you know, not in the top 50, well, they technically beat Rom, who's the number one player in the world. So you can't throw any shade on that. So that's that. And then the following week is an elevated event, which will be the Wells Fargo. So full PGA Tour field there. The final kind of piece of PGA news is Tiger. Tiger is having his ankle fused together. Basically, they're connecting one of the bones, his, his lower leg bone to his ankle bone, fusing it together. So he will not have the arthritis and the pain. So we'll see how he recovers from that and if he's able to play again, compete again, and all that. Let's move on to the Live Golf. And Liv had an event this past week in Australia, and it was quite the event. They, they definitely did an event uh, in, in an area that was starved slash hungry for golf. And so a lot of fans turned out and got to see some of the best players in the world. And one of the things that Liv has done, you know, they, they played in Saudi Arabia, they played in Mexico and Mayakoba, and I think this is the third event this year. And this one was in Australia. And there's quite a bit of difference in the venues as far as, you know, the excitement and the crowd. And it was something I mentioned last week, you know, can they get down to Australia or a foreign country and really, you know, drum up some interest in the product? And I believe that's kind of their biggest room for growth is to get into these countries that don't necessarily have high status PGA Tour events and see if they can really turn them out and they certainly were able to at this one um saudi and mayakoba they had pretty small crowds there but this one they had a huge crowd and they um they made this 12th hole the par three they built a whole um hospitality tents and everything around it and they called it the watering hole they had a dj on the hole um brooks kepcha's brother his name is chase kepcha kepka sorry, had a hole-in-one. Um, I don't know, some DJ was running around there trying to get people to take shots out of out of a shoe. And, you know, it was generally just a party scene, something you'd expect to see at uh, the Waste Management Open, but not quite as big. But nonetheless, a success, and people seem to really enjoy themselves. The winner of the event, the winner of the event was Taylor Gooch, and he shot back-to-back 62s. He had a 10-stroke lead going into the final round. Um, he did stumble a little bit, but you know, ultimately walked through everybody. And wins $4 million. And then um, in the team event, the four aces won the team event. And the interesting thing about this is that um, the four aces is Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Pat Perez, and Peter Ulin. Uline? They all finished within the top 10. So they had a really good performance. And this guy, Peter Eulen, 
I keep seeing his name kind of at the top of the of the live board. So he's a he's a good member of that team. The next thing I will talk about in relation to live, and it kind of involves the PGA Tour as well, is the Ryder Cup team status. And there was a lot of talk of, you know, none of the players that join live were going to be able to play in the Ryder Cup, but it turns out they may be able to. It's uh, they could be a captain's pick. And then it actually turns out on the PGA Tour that um, the guys that join live still are members of the PGA Tour until through June of this year. And then that would mean that, that means they've paid their dues if they paid their dues last year. And their members, and then they'll expire in June, and then they have a one-year, I guess, like um, they call it reserve status. So you have a one-year period that if your dues expire, that you could, I guess, re-up them. So all those players technically could be chosen for the Ryder Cup by Zach Johnson. They'd have to be a captain's pick, but that is how that goes. So there is still some outside chance that Dustin Johnson. Um, Patrick Reed, again, he's been playing good. The last three events, he's he played good in the live event. He played great at the Masters, and then he just played good again this weekend at the live event. So we shall see. Not the most popular guy in the world, but um, I don't know how the other players feel about him or Zach Johnson feels about him, but I like him, so whatever. And then uh, this week for live, they are in Sentosa Golf Club, which is in Singapore. So we'll see what kind of crowds show up for them for that. And if they can kind of keep this building, this international interest in the product. And I, that, that's, a, that's where I think the most room for growth is with them. It's not necessarily in America, in Orlando, but, or Tucson for that matter. But perhaps this Australia event shows that they, they can really get some eyeballs on the product. And then the final thing <laughs> that's funny about Liv and golf news that came out this week is that apparently Will Ferrell is going to be in a television show about um, the formation of a of a third golf league or something, a rival golf league. And I don't know, maybe it'll be loosely based on Ted Lasso. And obviously it's going to be a, a comedy if, uh, if Will Ferrell's involved in it. So that's something to look forward to. And that is This Week in Golf. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf BPM.